Hello, I'm Alexandra Winman and I'm here with the fabulous Rebecca Campbell, another fellow Aussie light worker chick, which I'm so honoured to, uh, to have you here, Beck. Oh, it's so good to be here. Thank you for talking to me. In London. In, in uh, sunny London today, it's actually hammering down with rain, which is great. Mm, very, so, very English weather. Yes, very English weather. So um, I just wanted to talk to you about uh, your kind of spiritual journey up until this point and what what inspired you to sort of come out and shine, I suppose, in the way that you have. Mm. Uh, well, I had my first awakening when I was quite young, and so it all uh, was like around about 13, 14, and overnight everything just kind of got turned up big time. And and at that stage, there was no one in my life who could really relate to what was happening and all of that, and so that's where I went into a spiritual closet, just because really... I could feel how weird it actually was. All these things that I started being fascinated by. And it was weird because it was just different. That's all weird really is, different. But I think as you as you as we all age, we realize that actually it's the weirdness, it's it's what's unique about all of us that is special about us. And and so the weirdness is actually the gift. It's <laughs> so, so true, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And so I, I ended up, I, I knew the concept of Lightworker when I was younger. I remember reading about it. Um, Doreen Virtue's got a book called The Lightworker's Way and it was like, oh my God, this explains everything which I've been feeling myself and I was finally able to put words to what I knew deep within me. Um, I ended up having a career in advertising where I went into what I call like the undercover light worker yeah, definitely. <laughs> thing, yeah, which I think a lot of people do in media and those kind of industries. But yeah, then it was, I moved over to London. I had all these like goals of, you know, by the age of 30, X amount of money, X amount of job, blah, blah, blah. And all of them came to me, but they've just increasingly felt like nothing. Mm. And yeah. And then it was just around that time, my my life ended up just crumbling literally around me. And that sounds it, familiar. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and I think it's so common, particularly around the Saturn Returns age, like 28 to 30, that that happens. But then also what's happening now, particularly, like so much stuff is moving that it's like anything inauthentic just can't survive anymore. And so I know so many people going through that and We're constantly pushed, aren't we, into our yeah, yeah into our and truth? Yeah, well, that's it. And it's like it's about honoring what's falling away and what's rising, and realizing that actually, in order to to live in a state of flow with the universe, that no, we need to embrace our cyclic nature. So there is, and this is hard. Like I'm like and I don't believe anyone any teacher any person yeah. has this mastered no it's like you know it's easy to look at we get the concepts I think a lot of people get so that's getting it in, the, in the your logical, mind yeah but but what it's so easy to look at teachers or whoever you want to look at who've got their life sorted and see it and even when you feel like you've got your life sorted right mm. so you've had so much go right in your life right now yeah um but that's not a finite state ever. No. And, and it, yeah. so the moment that we try and use spirituality particularly to make ourselves immune to to life, mm. i.e. the highs and the lows, and the highs and the lows 
the highs isn't good and the low isn't bad. It's all yeah. just is yeah. what it is. So that's the further you go thing. into the light, isn't it? The 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 the, the, fur, the more you cast your shadow, in a way, like so, you have to learn to love both those aspects. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. And um, so when you when you first started, because fourteen's quite young to have the awakening, isn't it? What was it? Was it just a feeling or a curiosity that came to you, or you were aware that there were kind of energies around you or what sort so of stuff? So I started? first, I did, I went to my first meditation class, which was at school. One of the PE teachers was just put it on and I went in there and I, I noticed, I felt energy moving through my body, like from the, the, I, I now said, no, it was my Shakti rising, um, which you may have heard like Kundalini rising, mm. that kind of thing. It was the very beginning of that, but I, held it down because I remember going home and telling my mum going oh makes me feel all weird and like it's like a wave crashing through me but it feels great but it feels when she was like what Uh, what are you talking about child (laughs) (laughs) um and around the same time I I ended up um there was a couple of really and I'm going to say the word weird because it was extraordinary Mm. um relationships that came into my life like a lot of um there were a couple of women who'd lost their children as um who were teenagers similar age to me and That's I, right. I remember up, reading you about um the lady that lost her daughter was was Anna, that a drug thing Angela Wood yeah yeah, yeah. and so I I remember I'd read about well, with Angela I read about her daughter and just it was re- it really affected me and then the mm. next day at school I was telling my friend and then she was literally at my school at, yeah lots yeah. of those kind of things and so it was like within a period of a couple of weeks, it was like everything just got turned up full ball. And so in a way, I couldn't ignore it. Mm. And I remember I went to a um, like a Catholic high school. And so I used to play, pray to Mother Mary, <laughs> who really is just Mother Divine, right? And I remember praying um, for like people I could talk to about this stuff and then also um, just like I I don't understand what's happening and then that's where I found the spiritual bookstore (laughs) where I used to like just spend all my time putting my hands in the crystals and all that and yeah I remember just I just read all the books and that that's really where uh, I started putting myself through I guess a masters of life (laughs) and I I don't think I'll ever be finished on that one Um, yeah so that that was really where it all began and, you know, like all parts of life, you know, while I was at university, I definitely kept it more hidden than I do now. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's definitely remained constant. But what has changed in the past, like, probably seven years is my devotional practice mm-hmm. where it's me basically, like, it comes to a point where you completely surrender to it and say, okay, like I always knew that this was the path, Mm. but there was a part of me that was resisting it, and Mm. then it was just like, boom, okay, I'm all in now. And then, whew, all of a sudden the life tends to flow a lot easier. What do you find is the biggest thing that's kind of changed about you you since you sort of stepped onto that path, since you let go and kind of let that path open up before you... Oh, life's so much easier. Mm. It doesn't mean... You don't go through difficult bits. You definitely do, but I feel held, and I feel like I don't have to work as hard. Like I, 
in my previous career, like I had a really successful career, but it was at extreme cost. Mm. Like, yeah, I I just it'd be the long hours and the slogging it out and fear based and all of that. Mm. So, it I find as I lean into myself being held, the less effort I have to put in. Mm. And do you feel that this is something that is kind of naturally? starting to happen on the planet as a sort of divine feminine energy wakes up, like more and more people are, are learning to work in this kind of fluid Yeah, because what we're doing in in allowing ourselves to be held by the mother is surrendering to our cyclic nature. Mm. And as women particularly, our bodies are connected to the, like, literally the moon, yeah. right? And, <laughs> yeah. and, and so it's like, it's... It, you know, we go from the age of the Piscean age into the Aquarian age, or I call it the age of light, and it's really about surrendering to that mysterious force that causes the whole planet to spin, mm. flowers to bloom, seasons to come, leaves to fall, all of that. Mm. And I know I can only talk about myself, but I know for me I used to try and rely on my own strength and resist against that. Mm. So with that, it kind of comes back to what we were saying earlier, where it's like, what is falling away? Mm. Because autumn always comes. Yeah. But in order for spring to come, which is the bloom, which is the rising, which is which is the light, mm-hmm. we got to face the, the autumn and the winter. We've got to have the clear out as yeah. well, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And so for me, also being from Australia, I've always, and I was born in spring, September, which is the other side of the world, but I, I'd always been a spring and summer You're girl. You're September, baby. Mm. Me too. What oh, day? 16. <laughs> oh, 26. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> cool. So, um, and also like on your, in your, your latest book, it's much more geared towards the feminine and the feminine energy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So what can we, uh, obviously, um, Light is the New Black, which is genius title, obviously, mm-hmm. I love that title, uh, was very much, uh, you call it a love letter to a light worker, I believe. And that's, it was so inspiring to, um, to kind of say to light workers, it's okay to be you, come out, come out the spiritual closet, let your light shine, do what, do what you need to do to, to make yourself happy and the rest will fall into place. So rise, sister, rise. What's what's the sort of what's the sort of predominant message that you have mm. coming through in that book? Mm. So one of the major themes is on embracing our sacred nature and letting like and and living constantly with that. So constantly knowing what's falling away and then what is rising, and creating space for that, and really allowing yourself to be held by that mysterious force. It also looks at a lot of like past life history stuff so um to do with the feminine and patriarchy and persecution and all of that (laughs) and also it's really an invitation to create uh redefine the concept of sisterhood Mm. because you know there's so much talk about sisterhood and which i think is amazing but you know you can kind of you can't be best friends with everyone. Mm. And so it's like about healing that good girl, which is like, oh, I have to be nice to everyone. Yeah, exactly. I've been battling with that one. Versus (laughs) versus it's actually spiritual to have your boundaries and say what's true. And, And to heal, I guess, the patriarchy and the persecution within you rather than projecting it onto another woman. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it historically hasn't it always been, you know, the boys do 
sort of on the 3D level give them each other a leg up and with women there's always been this energy of competition. And yeah, exactly, so, because the feminine's been denied. Mm. So, And I think that the the worst persecution that's happening now is between women Yeah, because we're denying the darker sides of the feminine mm. because for so long they've been seen as bad. Yeah. And shameful and not welcome. Yeah. I mean, you were you were in the ISIS yeah. stuff. You know all about that. But when you banish that in yourself, you you're also banishing it in someone else. Yeah. And when you're banishing it in someone else, it, when it comes up in you, you're like, well, if it's in me, it's in them too. Yeah. So then there's all this it's mistrust. Familiar. So it's about really healing the feminine line, as in you know the the mother line really so yeah totally yeah. and it's time and it kind of feels on the earth at the moment that there's an element to it that's conscious that we're going to do the work especially if you're a light worker or if you have healing that you're you're consciously bringing it up to look at it and heal it within yourself but I think it's happening on a global scale whether people want it to or not isn't mm -hmm. it and that's where I think it's important that you know, books like yours are there to support people and, you know, the work that you do. So it's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. And just one more question before we go. Who are your uh, your female idols? Who, who are the women that you that you kind of look to or that you, mm. you see are the kind of the way showers that have kind of mm. inspired you on your journey? Uh, I would say the number one, yeah, my favourite is Maya Angelou. I just love her, everything about how she shared her voice and how she lived her life um, courageously and not in a in, in a big way, but not in an egoic big way. Yeah, she's definitely my number one. She's a cool one to have, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca, <laughs> for speaking to me today. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, have a brilliant day. And uh, I wish you all the best with the book. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs>